0: good morning traders and investors so i have to ask the question are you still password sharing your netflix love to hear about it in the chat tesla margins 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 is what we'll be talking about today ibm apple could there be another chat gpt on the way We'll talk all about it. And, of course, we'll take a look into the airlines. We'll talk all about Johnson & Johnson. We got, of course, Mark Chakin in the house as we get, of course, to Mark Chakin And we'll see what kind of tech stocks he brings up in his interview today, 815. And then we'll take a look, of course, there's some other stocks coming in here. DA Horton, Fifth Third, Discover, Newmont. And who's a Brave fan out there? Let me know in the chat. Any Atlanta Brave fans? In the, in the chat there. And, of course, we'll take a look as Barbie comes out tomorrow. And there's some more out there. Initial jobless claims at 830. It seems like we got ourselves a full docket today. Let's get right to the action. It's pre-market prep. Rise and shine, team. Let's get after it. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. With your host, Joel Conin. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. i am bidding a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. All right, team. Uh, So it looks like the spy slightly down here and nowhere near as what we thought we would get hit with, especially with the earnings reports. Let's take a look. The Qs are down, of course, a little bit more leaking with uh, some of these tech stocks coming in with the earnings. Not so great. We'll talk a little bit about that coming up here. TLT. Taking a little bit of a pull back after yesterday's run there towards the 103s. Really starting to recover a little bit there on the daily. We'll see what happens in gold. Gold seems like it's holding in here. Could take the next leg. And then we talk about oil. Oil seems to be starting to get going here. I'm keeping a close eye on it. Saw WTI trading around 75.68. Will we get back into the 76 handle? That's what I'll be watching today. Maybe take some oil trades. I have been looking for oil to maybe get a little bit to the upside. We'll see what happens there. Silver hanging in there also. And, of course, Bitcoin getting a little bit of, the, of a lift as of late. We'll see what happens on Bitcoin. Can it keep going higher? Um, keeping an eye on stocks like Mara and Riot like that. They could keep going. We'll find out what happens in those Bitcoin names. But let's go ahead. Let's get out of the overall talk. Let's bring on Dennis Dick here and let's talk about what happened yesterday. And of course, what happened in the overnight action, as it seems like we're in another rotation station.
1: I mean, let's just talk about what's happened last night here. And you have, we'll just summarize it all and then we'll get into the details on all these reports. But you have Netflix which actually had an okay report, but the stock gets hammered. You have Tesla, which was holding up, and then the conference call happens, and the stock gets hammered. And you have the Qs getting bashed, every tech stock getting hit hard last night. And what you know, and then you start seeing it go across the board, and they start hitting all stocks. But yeah. well, what has happened here this morning? They're like, oh, wait a second, wait a second. We don't just sell stocks, though. If we're going to sell tech stocks, we've got to buy something else. So you've got the banks showing continued strength, which they've been building on. The IWM is up substantially here. And there's another, you know, like obviously um, rotation, the value trade. So they're like, well, we're not going to buy tech. We're going to buy value. And that's the way it's going to be. And this market just has unbelievable rotation that holds it up. If you're a bear and you see Netflix last night down 40 points and Tesla down 15, those have already bounced from the lows. But if you saw that last night and you said the S&Ps are going to be down four points, you'd be like, well, that doesn't even make any sense. Of course, it's going to be down more than that. Nope. The rotation, absolutely incredible. Bulls continue to remain in charge. And if you are a bear, you have got to be massively disappointed to come in and see the S&P down four points here. This is problems for the bears.
0: Well, I, I can tell you at least I'm I'm in that bear camp a little bit, Dennis. I, I didn't go and short Tesla or Netflix, but I played a little SQQQ overnight. And that's just because I was thinking that, yeah, maybe we get a little bit of a hit, little leak. It was just an overnight swing. It's not that sure. I think that, you know, we're going to destroy the Qs today. But I thought we could get at least some pullback because I looked at that like Qs daily chart and I could see it pretty extended away from the 9 EMA. And a lot of times we're getting these little moves up couple of days green and then a couple of days pullback and it doesn't mean that you know we're gonna crack here uh sorry with my camera having some issues with the battery this morning uh, but I'll get it right back up at least you still have my audio just give me yeah, a second got your here. Audio. um but yeah just gonna be watching the cues, especially today to see if we do see a continued leak but I I see it the same way you see it Dennis the rotation is wicked um, the financials getting strong mm-hmm. again uh, yeah. industrials are strong um, if energy can come and lift again it just seems like even though when we get a hit on technology the other sectors just continue Pick to up rise. yep
1: yeah and- it's tough it's tough to be a bear it's tough to you know look at this you know coming in today and saying wow they just don't care and then you wonder if they don't just come in and buy the dip in Netflix, anyways. I mean, they already yeah. have started. So let's bring us into that specific report. It was the first one that reported last night. The numbers were decent. We knew the bar was going to be high. We knew, you know, had the free earnings run, which was an excellent trade for anybody who took it. Um, but you know, ov- obviously, earnings are always a crapshoot. We talked about the bar being higher because it had run so far up into earnings. Give us those numbers
0: here, Mitch. The numbers are actually decent. Yeah, the numbers are actually decent. They did beat expectations. Q2 EPS at $3.29 beat the $2.85 estimate. Sales at $8.19 billion missed the $8.29 billion estimate. Then when you look at the global streaming paid memberships, they were up 8% year over year. So that's not looking too bad. Net additions at 589 million over the ex- expectations here. Now, where you start to see things that came into issues were when they started looking at their forward guidance. Um, so forward guidance was not lower on EPS, but on revenue, a little light at 8.52 billion versus 8.68 estimate. And why are they doing this hit on revenue? Well, they expect to see a little bit of some revenue growth, but Also seeing a little bit of a hit, of course, from the strike that's going on right now, especially due to the timing of the production starts that were ongoing right now with the strikes. That's going to be affecting the revenue a little bit here. Um, But they did do a couple of things that they're confirming here. They removed its basic ad-free plan, making the standard plan with ads its cheapest option a month 6.99 and the standard and premium tiers without commercials costing 15.49 and 19.99 respectively. Um also mentions of course of the curb password sharing, gaining steam and one thing to keep in mind advertising revenue growing here.
1: I mean I think lots of good things to see from this quarter. I think it's just the fact that the bar was too high. I do believe this dip is going to get bought here in Netflix. I'm not long the stock. Um, but, you know, am I looking to buy the stock? I don't know. I, I mean, it's 50 times earnings. So, I mean, it's just kind of run too far for me. Um, I was long when it was 17 times earnings and 20 times earnings. It got to 32 times earnings. I was like, well, it's getting a little stretched. Nice. And now it's obviously just continued. Um, I've said it can grow into this valuation. I believe that, too. I think Netflix is a buy on but. Um, I'm probably not doing it myself just because it's so stretched. But let's look here. You know, It's already been bought. If we look at that after-hours chart here, Mitch, we were down about 433 last night, I believe, if we get the lows, 435. I don't know if you have it.
0: I have 430.25 as the low. 430 we got down
1: to last night. So we're already 450. So we've already got half the losses back from last night. So, I mean, dip buyers already emerging here. It's going to be hard to shake dip buyers in this i don't think this is one that's going to turn around and roll over and go down 50 i think dip buyers emerge i think eventually we look at netflix and it's probably back up at the highs i don't think that's happening here today because it's been pretty hammered all day but i do think when we look at this if the market continues higher netflix will be back up there too
0: yeah and I, I think you know it's been on a run it pulled back towards support I think it could catch some support catch some dip buyers here in the 440s um I was literally talking about it yesterday before the market closed I was thinking you know 460 pullback on Netflix would yeah. be bad already and it went a little lower than that so now I can just watch to see can we reclaim 460 we'll see what happens there because I do think it was on its way to 500 I mean we were seeing that It was definitely on its way. Now it's just going to be more of a matter. Can you catch some dip buyers here and get it back up? One thing that I definitely think that will be helping them in the future is as they start to focus more and more on that advertising revenue, if they're really truly able to get a spike there, that's going to help them completely, right? And that's going to give them a nice little lift in their revenue. So I know that they are struggling a little bit with some labor issues because of the strikes. But I don't think that's going to really affect them on a negative. They did say that they have lower cash content spend in 23 uh, than originally anticipated because, of course, the strike. So that should even help them, if anything.
1: Uh, It strikes temporary, too. I mean, people are looking, you know, at the thing longer term. And yeah, it's not going to be everything is trending right. Netflix here. They're doing everything right. As much as Disney has done everything wrong, Netflix has done everything right. So I like the stock, I like the company, but uh, it's just the valuation is still too stretched for me. I'd love a, more of a pullback, like 400 ish Yeah, maybe, you know, we're talking, but
0: again, I just can't bring myself to pay 50 times earnings, so I'm out of it for now. And we'll see what happens, of course, with that basic ad-free plan. They still haven't given us some really good numbers and haven't released the numbers on that. They said that they're going to, but that it's still too fresh of a product to let us know let's Let's move over to tesla here of course uh tesla uh coming in and the focus i think is just going to be shifting more and more into the margins because deliveries weren't bad here let's talk about the earnings here q2 eps 91 cent beat the 82 cent estimate sales at 24.93 billion beat the 24.48 billion estimate total production was up 86% year-over-year. Total deliveries were up 83% year-over-year. Now, operating margin 9.6% down from 14.6% year-over-year. And then, of course, citing uh, ASP due to uh, price and mixing getting hit, cost of production ramp from the 4680 cells, and increasing OPEX drive by the Cybertruck AI and negative FX impact. Um, There's a lot of things that are affecting Tesla right now as they keep trying to ramp up uh, production also for that 460 80 cell battery. um, They did increase the production by 80% in Q2, but that's definitely affecting their vehicle uh, margin uh, here as they, of course, make a more expensive battery, which hits them on their margin
1: same exact story applies to tesla it had run up significantly into the report the bar was very high the numbers were fine but again just this high bar holding it back and the valuation is stretched so you might as well call these two peas in a pod here same story same story has happened after hours we've seen them you know sell off significantly but the dip is starting to get bought tesla i believe was down to 275 so you're already five to six points off the lows so again Buy the dippers emerging. It's going to be hard to shake those institutional money managers that have missed the boat. They're looking for any dip on any major name to buy. And I think that's going to apply to Tesla as well. I don't think Tesla is going to roll over and go down 40 points. It's just not the market we're in. We're in the full FOMO market here right now. Dips getting bought.
2: One
0: thing that I'd mentioned about Tesla is that uh, there was a mention on the earnings call. Elon Musk said that the electric vehicle giant is in early discussions to license full self driving uh, to maybe one of the major automakers. That could be a massive move for Tesla, right? That could definitely bring in and help some of these margins. But I, I do think that we got to really start focusing on these margins because they're definitely going to make an impact on Tesla in the future. I don't think it's going to be affecting Tesla in this current environment. We're too much in the bull market exuberance type of environment. But if we ever start coming back into you know kind of uh, the headwinds and really start getting hit, I think that you're going to start seeing Tesla take a little bit of a hit on their valuation as you see legacy automakers still starting to come in and margins going down for tesla
1: but we can sit here like a dan nathan and sit here and just keep you know t- you know saying about you know the valuations are stretched and you know yeah it doesn't make any sense but we know from 2020 if you sit there as a trader and you continue to give these arguments you're going to you know really struggle in these environments where if stocks become disconnected disconnected yeah. from fundamentals is there a point in time where we're going to show weakness in some of these stocks again? Sure. But I mean, trying to predict that at this point in time, you know, we, we, we could have said it a month ago or two months ago. And, you know, three months ago, we were saying it, you know, and it just continued to go higher. So as a bear, you've got to capitulate at a certain point in time. And as a you know bull, you're loving it. Um, you know, I've kind of been market neutral because of all those arguments that you just gave and I'm like, I can't bring myself to do stuff. Um, so I'm still trading kind of market neutral without, you know, this full bias here. I'm buying dips on strong stocks because you know what? That's what continues to work.
0: We'll see what happens there in Tesla. Let's get out of that conversation. Let's go to our guest today. It's time for a little bit of Mark Chakin. You guys smash the like. Let's get to it. All right. Mark Chakin, founder of Chaykin Analytics. How are we doing today, Mark?
2: We're doing well. Doing very well. And uh, I... I Second, the motion of Dennis Dick. Yeah. (laughs) Which part? uh, Yeah, which part, right? (laughs) uh, He is a
0: being? (laughs) I second Dennis also. I'll tell you that much.
2: (laughs) It's hard to be a bear in a market that's grinding higher. It is.
0: Yeah, the exuberance uh, in this market has definitely uh, stayed in it. And we talked about it today. Dennis talking about that rotation that he keeps seeing. Even when tech goes down, the rotation just going to the other sectors. What are you seeing, Mark?
2: Well, I'm seeing the breakout in the airline stocks as indicative Mm. of what the economy is really doing. Um, You know, the early stages of a bull market are basically the wall of worry climb uh, because people sold out near the bottom or they got bearish on the first little rally. And that feeds on itself. It just fuels a slow grind. Again, this is not uh, necessarily... A blow off. I don't think it's a blow off. I don't think the valuations are necessarily high. I think the major houses like Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan were way behind the curve. Uh, you know, when, when you still have Mike Wilson looking for 3,000 on the S&P, you know that the earnings estimates at some of these firms for the S&P are very low. So now you're starting to see some people looking at better earnings estimates based on this current earnings season which has been a barn burner except for tesla and netflix there's barely um a stock to fret over no and so- it's
1: it's been that mark and we were talking about this just even before the netflix and tesla report and i was making this argument that hey we're so dang bullish it's probably an argument to be long almost every stock going into like if you were just decided every single stock reports i'm going to be long it, and i'm just going to play that strategy and i think it would have worked last quarter too You're just going to buy every stock into the report. The ones that go up go up. The ones that go down, the dips often get bought. But so I mean, there's alpha to extract from just being long stocks.
2: Well, and uh, if you if you're long tech stocks, and we've talked about this, and uh, it's not my concept. It's this uh, this guy Ophir Gottlieb out of Chicago. Yeah, we know options we know. trader. Yep. So you know, tech stocks tend to see implied volatility go up in anticipation of earnings in that two week window, and you don't have to stay through earnings. If the power gauge is bullish, I will stay through the earnings report and look to sell the spike here. Um, Mitch asked if I wanted to present. I've not done this here. I, can I just show, yeah, yeah, I yeah, just show two charts? Let's see. Yeah, so it's, it's as simple as clicking the button.
0: You click the button, you'll you'll see share, share screen, screen. And then there's two options, just windows or share the whole screen. And you'll see it at the top tab. And then that way you can just share a screen there. Share for us. screen right there. Boom, boom. I'm trying to give. Trying to bring a little extra for us here, like always, guys. And uh, Mark going to bring in a little bit of the power game. Entire
2: screen, too. okay.
0: Man, my so camera there's, today. <laughs> there's a lot of
2: clicking today. Are we getting anywhere?
0: Oh, we're we we're, we're, we're going to get somewhere. There you go. Have you did, did you get it presented
2: there, Mark? I Let's see try. entire screen share. Should,
1: should be able to show. Just the there a you go. Go to you want whatever right. you want to
0: show.
2: Uh, let's see it. Okay, so I want to show two charts. First, the SPY. This is chicken Analytics. I don't know that we've ever showed Got this it. on the screen. So oh, we,
0: awesome. There you go. Let's we, do we read, it. Guys, smash the like. The char-
2: yeah, we read the chart from the bottom up. All right. Why? Because the power gauge ribbon is there. So you can see that the power gauge turned bullish oh, nice. in mid-March. But more importantly, the SPY started outperforming the 3,000 stocks in the Russell. And then right here is chicken money flow. And what you see is since January, you've had six days of negative money flow. Remember, this is an oscillator. It's supposed to go below zero like it did back in September and October. What does this tell me? Persistent accumulation in the large cap index. And then we go up to the top of the chart and where are we finding support? 21 day exponential average, which is a logical place for a strong market to find support. So where is that now? It's about 40 uh, 4450 on the SP, it's 4415 on the um, spy. That implies that the only kind of pullbacks you're going to get are one and a half to three percent. So down to a rising 21 day average. Now let's look at to the left and you see all the stocks in the S P ranked by power gauge. But the number that's key. Is what we call our power bar. 183 stocks with bullish ratings. That's pretty much the max you can get. Only 69 with bearish ratings.
1: 247 neutral. What's number one? Do they rank them like? like oh, which?
2: no, they no. rank them in buckets. Um, buckets. But gotcha. number one is software and also semis. is there's, there's okay. no About it. Which uh, isn't surprising. And this is alphabetical, but. What I find interesting is that there are names on here that we don't talk about. General Motors, Ranger, uh, the hardware stocks. But let's look at one stock because I think it's uh, indicative of what you were just talking about, Salesforce.com. They reported a big positive earnings surprise twice, actually, right here (laughs) in February, preceded by one of our buy signals, big spike up, pull back to the 21. This time, it was a little different, spike up on earnings, and then you went sideways for three weeks. Well, you know what that'll do to a trader. That's basically, okay, this is dead money, let's get out of it. Nope. In a bull market, you get analysts raising their estimates, you get analysts raising their price targets. Occasionally along the way, you get a guy who downgrades it based on price. So you get from a buy to a hold. Those are typically great buying opportunities. We saw that in Fortinet, where someone downgraded it strictly on a price basis. So I think there's a pattern that's very predictable in bull markets where analysts who are behind the curve try and play, follow the leader and catch up, raise their estimates, or whole, um, whole sectors. Morgan Stanley upgraded uh, solar three days ago.
1: Yeah, and then that blasts off. Yeah,
2: a couple of weeks before, they upgraded cyber about a month before. So there are waves of upgrades and there are waves of buy recommendations in a bull market. It always ends, but trying to pick the end of a bull market is the most thankless task on the planet.
1: What this power gauge, and if you just scroll through those names, like I don't know if selective perception on my part, but like you were saying, I see a lot of names that you really haven't thought about in this bull. And so it looks like there's a catch-up trade happening. To it, me, here when I'm looking at these names, you know, Marriott's in there now. Yeah, we start to see, like you said, Hila Packer, Greenshire, yeah. Lenar has been there. We know, yeah, Lenar is very, yeah, strong. but then
2: let's look at Lenar because we all love Lenar this year, but now, yeah. now you got that extension where Horton just spiked up 10% for no particular reason. I'm sure it was an analyst upgrade. Uh, but, the, yeah, there are names here. Now, these are the very bullish names. So uh, there is more of the names you would typically know. But even stocks like PACCAR, um, Palo Alto, which had that great buying opportunity when Microsoft came out with what was perceived to be a competing product. It's just yep. across the board. You've just got really good names. And then you get into the American Airlines of the world, the Archer Daniels. What's lagging here is pharma, energy, financials, and that's why you still have some skeptics less in the market who are looking at the breath numbers and saying, oh, no, you know, we're not showing those robust new high numbers that people like to see confirm a bull market. That's yesterday's bull market. This is a very um, compartmentalized and segmented bull market. Uh, the, the good news is we sort of put a ring fence around the financials during the March crisis. And the market made a decision that that wasn't going to derail the uptrend, the bull. Uptrend, uh, the yeah. bull. Yeah. And, and that was really that's the key that uh, and, you know, if you look at, OK, what could go wrong? Yeah, we could have another financial crisis based on real estate credit. The earnings uh, mm-hmm. come in lighter than expected. That's not happening. Uh, or, or what? I mean, I, I don't see what changes the picture right now, which is why uh, you're going to start seeing some people raise their year-end price targets at the major firms.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, I know that for the beginning of the year, if you would have said all time highs, I think everyone would have been looking at you a little bit strange and now it's definitely seeming in reach. Mark, do you think we reached that this year?
2: I do. I think 4,800 to 5,200 is my year end target. My, my target for July was 4,600. We're there. And, um, You know, you guys are the only ones who get those targets in real time. I publish a monthly market letter, but, uh, you know, you get them twice a month and in real time. But I just wanted to highlight one more chart. Yeah, of course. You always bring
0: us some charts that we we might not be watching. So what are you looking at today, Mark?
2: Bank of New York turned bullish in the power gauge right at the bottom of the chart just three days ago. A great earnings report. Not great, but better than expected. And you're going to start seeing more of that at the major banks. Well, what does that tell me? It tells me breath is going to improve. Eventually, it'll spill over to the better regionals like Ozark. Uh, that hasn't happened yet, although Oz- Ozark's 25% off its low. Yeah. Uh, so th- across the board, you've got names, as Dennis pointed out, that we don't normally talk about. Caesar. I mean, Caesar making a new 52 week yeah. high. Yeah, and the yeah. airlines. You talk in, to, in, in a, a week. I mean half. Yeah. You t- you talk to anybody who's traveling and they say it's a zoo, whether it's Italy, Las Vegas. Yeah. In spite of the temperatures. Yeah. The consumer the is pla- spending.
1: The only place they're not going is Disney World. <laughs>
2: yeah, the uh, only the,
0: place they're not going.
2: There you go. <laughs> uh, I'm just looking for names as I scroll down. You know, this is what I do all day. People say, Well, how do you follow all this stuff? It's just so easy. Uh, not...
1: It's a nice system. I mean, I love that, you know, when you get it simplified like that and you're looking at it, I believe that is the first time you've shown it, too. We talk yeah. about shaking analytics all the time. So it's nice to actually see it.
2: Well, you, talk about you, it have Mitch, you have Mitch to thank for that. He he said, "Hey, if you feel like sharing a chart, that's great." Yeah, you should
0: have been uh, sharing yeah. this years ago. I know. That's what I love to see. I mean, yeah. if you guys want to check out Chaking Analytics for yourself, I threw up the link there for you guys to go ahead and check it out. Definitely click that link, and you guys saw that dashboard. I'll tell you one thing, Mark. I really like the the coloring, the UI there. It seemed oh, really you. good to to check it out there. I I love you know you using RSI. Um, so appreciate you like always, Mark Chakin. You guys check it yeah. out, of course, founder of chicken Analytics. And like always, uh, you got to bring us a, a nice little discount code next time, Mark.
2: I will, I will. But <laughs> let's let's do one more thing before we go. Sure. Uh, give yeah. me your. Fa- tell me your favorite stock right now, and we'll favorite type. stock. Um, Just pick a, pick a stock. Hilton. HLT. All right. Well, uh, well, our discovery. <laughs> I'm engine not ready is, for this. Our discovery engine is going to find. Stocks with similar characteristics. What? I like this. I'll put this up. a large cat stock with strong earnings consistency at or near its high. So here are the. um, And so these are all the hotel, restaurant and leisure. So Arco, Booking, Blumen, Boyd's. Yeah, I like Booking right now.
0: Expedia and stocks like that. Why not? Right. Let's
2: look at Arco because that's a name you don't normally focus on. It's not got a big market cap. It's only $2.2 $2 But these are stocks that are showing you that all is well in the world.
0: Yeah. At least, no, at least I don't think the recession concerns out there are driving the boat anymore. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, this,
2: this is a McDonald's franchisee. That's what
0: it's all about. I, I appreciate you coming on, Mark. Yep. We're going to let you go That's as we get jobless claims to hit here in about a minute. Always good to have you, Mark taken. You guys give him a nice little follow. Also, in the description below, you'll see his Twitter. Give him a good follow. We'll see you like always. Mark, have you back next week.
2: Thanks, guys. Take care. Thanks, Mark. Trade him up.
0: All right, let's get back to the market. My camera jobless did go claims. down. I'm having some issues with it. I'll let you guys okay. know. I'll just stay like this so that I don't have to worry about it all sure. of the whole show. Initial jobless claims consensus is 242000 prior $237,000. we will see what happens when this hits. Of course, I'm not expecting the biggest reaction, but I just wanted to make sure that we were watching it as it hit the tape here. We'll see what happens if the spy does get a little bit of a leak here
1: and and the spy is holding up very well people can come in oh it's a weekday i mean we're down eight handles here seven handles here now i mean this is a 10 if you want killing fair value i'm just looking at it without fair value but 10 points but i mean this is held up very well today with netflix being down as much as it is with tesla being down as much as it is with the tech wreck we've got chips are down significantly there's basically a tech wreck happening here and you know even nvidia is down which has never seems to be down it's down four dollars i mean Market holding up well. The reason for that is the rotation. It's just you know, oil stocks are up, banks are up. We've got you know stocks like Deer and Caterpillar both trading higher. They're buying the value trade. The value trade is on here this morning. I don't know if that continues. Maybe it just you know goes into everything. We'll see. But right now, value holding up this market.
0: All right. U.S. initial jobless claims coming in at two hundred twenty-eight thousand versus the two hundred forty-two thousand estimate prior, two hundred thirty-seven thousand. So going. Lower, right? Light report here, not a hot report. Also, we got their uh, Philly manufacturing to come in here uh, for July. It came in at a negative one, 13.5 uh, versus a negative 10 estimate prior being negative 13.7 there. Um, and let's go back to the kind of stocks that you were mentioning there. Uh, Deer is one that I've had since 401. Had to sell some yesterday. I want to see if this can keep running. Uh, these These industrials have been kind of getting that nice little lift. Uh, Caterpillar, uh, Picard, all these kind of going higher. XLI, uh, just completely just trying to get towards the next levels. We'll look to see if this can keep pushing. Now, I did see some areas in industrials week yesterday that I'm looking after, like Bowen has been pulling back, Lockheed Martin. So the defensive names haven't been doing that great. So I'm going to see if those turn around, because if not, could start seeing a little bit of a drag there also let's go back to some all of those earnings reports we got so much to go through today i'm going to try to keep us rolling here let's go to ib uh let's go to ibm Uh, international business machines here as they reported earnings uh eps there at two dollars and 18 cents beat the two dollars and one cent estimate sales of 15.47 billion missed the 15.57 billion estimate they did talk about ai in their earnings call but Really, we're just not seeing the lift that I think we should see. It, it just IBM. can't
1: get the story going here. I have sold half of my original IBM position. I've still got half of it, but I look at it and just think, I don't know why I'm in this. You know, and it's right where I bought it. It's, I bought it at 135 months ago. I kept thinking this was going to catch an AI story, and it just has not. And if it couldn't catch the AI story when we have been in this AI bubble, that's trouble. So, but with that being said, it's a value market right now. You know, the value stocks have come back a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised if this stock actually doesn't look bad on the charts. I mean, we've been consolidating here. Kind of look like we're trying to get a little higher. Maybe we can get up there to that 139. It's a very important day for it because it did report earnings here last night. You don't want to see this thing start to leak off the earnings report. But I feel like we're in the value market at least here today. So, that bodes well for IBM.
0: All right. I know that you probably caught yesterday uh, as Apple got that spike yesterday. What a spike off of uh, mentioning that there was news of internal AI language model developments. Oh my gosh, Apple! Did you really? Yeah, exactly, Dennis. Like when I saw this mention, I was like, did you really think Apple was not going to be a major leader in AI?
1: It's just the way this market is, Mitch. This market <laughs> is just like, it, like I've choked before, it's the market that really prices in nothing. You think it's priced in, it's not priced in. Yeah, and, man. you know, it just continues. Every time we get a positive AI headline, whether it be from Meta, Microsoft, Apple, they jack it. It's because we're algorithmic driven. The, uh, the algos are so fast. They see AI headline, it just equals buy. It's a simple formula. They got a one-liner in there ai mention equals buy that's the algos just driving the price and then it comes back down because human beings say we know ai is an apple and that's why it came back down right away afterwards but the algos don't know there's money to just be made fading a lot of algorithmic traders are just you know there's a lot of algorithmic traders like i've said the citadels and the virtues that are awesome you know they're market making machines they've got it figured out they've been you know using Obviously, you know, automation for a long time. And then you've got a lot of algorithmic traders that are newer to the game and trying to figure it out and trying to find edges and stuff. Those are the ones that sometimes you can fade and sometimes they over- cause overshoots and they just see earnings beat by buy but they don't consider the fact that the stock's been running up into the earnings reports. So not all algos are the same. Not all algos are smart. So in any regard, Apple being, being up four points initially on that AI mention was probably over-exuberance in the short term, especially coming up to that 200 area. And it pulled back.
0: Is this a negative for Google and Microsoft that were viewed as such leaders in AI?
1: I still worry about Google. And it's a reason that I sold my Google was that they are basically search. Google is search. And if we start seeing people using AI for search, if we start seeing you know Microsoft take a little bit of that share It is a concern, you know, because that's really what a lot of these companies are trying. Well, at least Microsoft is trying to do. It's trying to eat some of Google's lunch. It doesn't need to eat all of it. It just wants a few bites. And Google's pretty much had the entire sandwich here for the better part of 20 years, maybe 30 years. You know, really since the basic, well, 20 years, I guess. Going back to the birth of the internet, we used to search on Yahoo. We used to search on Excite and Lycos, if you remember all those, and Google came and just perfected the search engine and that's history. They basically are a monopoly in search. They're trying to break that monopoly. And if Bing can do it, if Microsoft can do it, that's bad news for Google. So throw the AI story out of Google just for a minute, like just saying other things being equal, because there is an AI story on Google as well. That's why I think Google's performance is lagging to a certain extent, because there is portfolio managers worried that Microsoft and potentially other suitors can come in and start eating Google's lunch. Um, I don't know if I'm that worried about it because Google is going to be a big player in AI too. They're going to have their products. We know that. The valuation is much more reasonable in a Google. I think it was 22 times earnings the last time I looked at 23. Um, But, you know, there's a reason you're paying that premium for Microsoft and that's because they think Microsoft can eat some of Google's lunch.
0: All right. Let's keep going. Let's go to the airlines now. We'll go to, of course, uh, American Airlines, and also we got another one reporting. Can you hear it now? Holy! As the planes are coming here. in here, as uh, United Airlines and American Airlines reporting here. Uh, let's go to American first. Q2 adjusted EPS at $1.92 beat the $1.58 estimate. Sales of $14.1 billion beat the 13.3 $13.74 uh, billion estimate. American did raise their fiscal 23-year outlook on EPS guidance to 3 dollars and Three dollars and seventy-five cents versus a three dollars and eight cent estimate, and then let's go also and give uh, UAL numbers here as Q2 EPS at five dollars and three cents beats the four dollars and three cent estimate. Sales of fourteen point one eight billion beat the thirteen point nine one billion estimate. They still gave that fiscal year 23 EPS outlook at 11 11 and $12 versus a $9 and 73 cent estimate. So United Airlines trading higher after the company reported better than expected Q2 results and issued strong fiscal 23 guidance. We've got this from the very beginning. Seems like somebody's not. We listening. were
1: all, yeah. We've been, you know, talking about this airline trade ever since you came back from your cruise. You know the date of that; it was back, and I believe it was May. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we talked about airlines and everything being busy and just, you know, firing on all cylinders. American yeah. Airlines is now mm-hmm. broken. out. UAL, we were talking about this back when it was forty-four dollars and started to show some life, and we're like. Valuation on this, if they can hit these numbers, is ridiculously cheap. Delta, same story. These stocks are still ridiculously cheap on valuation. The problem is the earnings are cyclical. So if you do go into a downturn, those are, earnings can go red. Um, with that being said, you know, if we stay in, you know, an expansion, if we don't have, you know, a recession coming, the airlines could continue to go higher here because the valuations are very reasonable.
0: And the outlooks, right? I mean, they've been giving these guidance since the beginning of the year. It's almost like we weren't listening because everyone wanted to talk about recession at that time yeah. when they should have been looking at what the actual airlines were telling us. They were telling us they were going to kill it this year. Well, they,
1: they flat out, if you like, I joked, if, or I didn't even say I wasn't joking. I said the Delta CEO has been on CNBC multiple times telling how much he's killing it how much they're killing it. And I mean, if we just take what they were saying at face value, when he started coming on, it was 35, then it was 40, then it was 45, then it was almost $50, and it was just overdone. And that's why it sold off on the good earnings report. That Delta report was good, even though the stock sold off on it. And now it's starting to crawl its way back because investors are realizing that, hey, these airlines are doing really well.
0: All right, let's keep going. We'll get out of the airlines. We're going to keep it moving here today. So you guys out there, smash a like for us going through as many topics as we can for you guys today. Let's go to TSM. Taiwan Semiconductor is actually down here after they beat and beat. And when you look at their expected Q3 revenue, that's when you start seeing things get hit here. 16.7 billion to 17.5 versus an estimate of 17.68 billion. Um, so TSM starting to take a little bit of a leak back down. Um, I, I just, I don't know why I would want to have TSM, personally.
1: Uh, again, me and you, Mitch, have just been scared of it because we don't know the you know the geopolitical risk. Yeah, China. but there's
0: also not such positive outlook either, Dennis. You get what I mean? Like, why would I want to own this? This has really gone nowhere. Well, it's gone a
1: long way since May. I mean, the reason it's been hauled back is the geopolitical risk. There's a reason this stock is way off its 52-week, well, not 52-week high, it's close to its 52-week high, but reason it's way off its 2022 highs. And that main reason is the geopolitical risk. Investors are scared. It's the same thing with China stocks. It's why Alibaba trades like eight times earnings, because investors are scared of the geopolitical risk between China and Taiwan. And that's not off the table. It just keeps, you know, not getting mentioned. It's the boogeyman in the room. It's the elephant in the room, whatever you want to call it but that's why these stocks continue to underperform. No other reason. If it was U.S. Semiconductor, the same company, I do not think it would be, I think it would be a lot higher. What's Taiwan Semiconductor PE? Let's go look, good exercise here because yeah, I do think it. it's quite a bit lower. Let's go grab it. Yeah, I think so it's a race. It We're it in the Benzinger lower. Pro. We're going to the, All right, to the-
0: 20.28 forward outlook right now.
1: Yeah, 16 current. 24, so they must think that the cyclical, you know, the earnings are going to drop there a little bit because it's 16 current. But I mean when you think about, you know, the semiconductors, a lot of them are 25, you know, some of them are cheaper too. So, where's you know, well, we can just go, we know the Nvidia's and the AMDs, yeah. where's the applied materials? Applied materials, 18 times earnings. Micron, which is very cyclical. I own Micron, full disclosure. it's 192 times earnings, so now you am making money right now. They're at the bottom of the cycle right now. Um, you know, you got the land research, I'm just grabbing 24 times forward earnings. So I guess you're in there on the Taiwan semiconductor. It's in there, but I still think like that geopolitical risk keeps me away, but does dip get bought today? Probably.
0: Yeah. One thing that I think about in the long run is I see so many of the major names trying to make their own chips that in the long run, I think TSM just starts getting a hit on that uh let's keep going let's get out of taiwan semiconductor. let's go to what Johnson. about intel intel you know
1: what about intel because I, we're getting I mean, a downgrade man, here today and in and, and this intel just before we leave yeah. this intel obviously and i don't own it you know i've thought about rebuying it i got called away in the last quarter and you know it's actually good it got called away because it fell straight after I got called away that was the top it was over 36 dollars um 33 77 this morning, it is down 2% here. We are getting a downgrade on a very tough note here. It's actually not a downgrade, sorry. It's Wolf's initiating at an underperform with a price target of 27. And in that note, I had just read the headline, but I'm going to go grab it because there was some, it says, oh, where is it? I can't find it here now, the note. But uh, I'm going from my memory, so I may be wrong, but I'm, I'm going from the memory of the headline. But it was something like, there's no... Real good path to profitability in the near future. I mean, I didn't even realize Intel was losing money, so I I thought that they were still making money. But you know, maybe I'm wrong about that. Let's go look at the last quarter. When did Intel do? Intel? Well, it's been a long time since they've reported. Yeah, negative. Yeah, negative. and then negative, so Wolf's yes. saying they ain't so. coming profitable anytime soon. It's crazy to think. How about how much money, you know, like the NVIDIAs have been making and turning it around. And then you got Intel, which always was making money, trading with a 9 or 10 PE. And now it's not even profitable. I mean, wow, what a mess of a company this has been. You know, the leader in ships, the leader Intel inside for decades, it felt like. And this AMD and NVIDIA have just come and just murdered them. And And they can't find their way here now. Nobody wants an Intel processor. I bought one because I'm old school and I bought one. And I wish I would have went AMD or NVIDIA. And I'm sure that NVIDIA chip is still in here because I think, you know, like, I don't even think that they, on these PCs, <laughs> you know, they don't even have all the bones inside anymore anyway. So, but, you know, that's a tough note. With that being said, we're in a value market. Is Intel still a value stock if it's not making money? I don't know. I, I'm. It's tough to say. Do you think the dip gets bought here, Mitch?
0: I think it's going to be more about, the the sideways action that we're running into a little bit. Uh, Do I think Intel's going back to let's say 25? No, but I think it could hang out here in the thirties and the 35 area for a while um, before we get out of this kind of area right now. And I do expect to see sideways action in the markets. That's what I would expect to see up here because I think that we are definitely in a bull market. I don't expect things turning around too fast, but I also could expect to see some kind of up and down action here on Intel. One thing to point that you're clearly pointing also is yeah. from 2021, October 21st. So it went from an EPS at a 71, which was a good surprise because the estimate there was 1.1. It went from 1.71 the next quarter, 1.09, 0. 0.87, 0.29. Can we show this? 0.59, yeah, Where are you I, reading this this I got you just from the pro, but it's on my other yeah, screen. Yeah, bring just it give up a second
1: here. We don't give the pro enough love here on this show. I want to start showing the pro more here because, yeah, I got you. I got there's it right So here much history guys. information. This is why the pro is just a good fundamental tool, too. I mean, it's yeah. great to get the headlines, great to get the current information here, but to keep such a log data of all of this so you can see the trends. You can go in there and jump in and maybe, yeah, get it, make it a little bigger for us who have bad eyes jumping in, in here, but yeah, you look at the current. When is the hell the last time they lost money? Like going back, you know, how many years do you got to go back to see Intel losing money?
0: I, I don't see them losing money. They don't have it. It's they all don't the way have back it. To it was the first quarter.
1: This is the first quarter they've lost money here in, tw- in 10 years. Yeah, and since and then Wolf we'll we saying they don't see them getting
0: back to profitability anytime soon. That's Concerning. Yep. And then you can clearly see that, right? The 171, it goes to 109, it goes to 0.87. And All then the now part. we're just into the negatives and the estimates also just going down too, right? 0.9, 0.8, 0.6, 3, 2, 1. Not what you want to be seeing in the estimates no. either. So the no. analysts themselves also are clearly seeing it too, that the writing's on the wall here in Intel. I've said it before. The only thing that turned Intel a little bit around for me was that mention with NVIDIA. So if you want to get sexy Intel, you better keep doing some partnerships with some bigger companies because if not, I think the writing's on the wall here for Intel.
1: That's the problem is like you're always argued it and we've argued it. You know, it's nine, 10 times earnings. You know, how can you go wrong? Well, you go wrong when the earnings are in decline. And now all of a sudden you're looking at negative earnings and an infinite P.E. And Wolf's saying they're not getting back to profitability anytime soon, which scares the hell out of me. You know, it scares me away from jumping in here with, you know, saying, hey, yeah, 10 times earnings, let's go. Well, it's not that anymore. And that trend in earnings is very frightening as an investor to see that. You want to see, like, bring up, so so let's do an exercise, bring up NVIDIA earnings, do the same thing, the exercise here from NVIDIA as well, and obviously NVIDIA's had some stock splits in there too, so, you you know, maybe, you know, it's not hard to compare apples and apples because of the splits, but if you bring up that earnings trend, you know, and if you could back up the splits, which I don't know if it does, it probably doesn't, but, you know, look at the earnings here, so jump and look at these trends.
0: Yeah, and you can see it. uh, Make it a little
1: bigger, I am blind, Mitch.
0: Yeah, I got you it just always zooms in zooms out yeah, a little bit there yeah that's good all right so you can clearly see here on the estimates uh they're actually getting a little bit of a jump from in 2021 uh around the same time we were at 1.1 then we went to 1. 1.2 1.29 1.2. 1. then 25. we had a
1: recession in there a little bit uh,
0: then we the got a little down. bit of a hit there the slow down right? slow down in 2022 but, but look at the, the next up. estimate exactly it went right back to point, point .8 point .92 And and then look what we're going to. 205 looking for the (laughs) 205, man. Yeah, let's double it. New highs. Yeah, let's double it. And the estimated EPS, you can see it's never gone into the twos. Now we're looking at the twos for the estimated EPS here. So what did that show you? Making a lot more money. (laughs) So we can argue,
1: and some people have argued that, you know, NVIDIA completely disconnected from fundamentals, but we just reconnected it. We just reconnected these two stories just looking at that EPS. That's yeah, why I, you know, I say- it, should, it, should it be you know 70 times earnings? Maybe not. But if that EPS number continues to grow in the way it is, maybe eventually it does grow into this valuation. I mean, yeah. if they make, let's just say hypothetically they make, well,
0: you'd have to make like- I mean, that's the question you to need to using. ask yourself, right? Is the AI truly affecting the bottom line? In NVIDIA, yeah. we can clearly see that it's affecting the bottom line. In Intel, it's not. And I think that that's what we need to be watching in the reports. Is the AI truly affecting the bottom line or is it just story? It looks like it's affecting the bottom line to me. Yeah. If it's story, then you got to be careful, right? But if it's actually giving them the revenue boost, those are the companies I want. So... That's what we should be looking underneath the hood. Let's keep going. Let's go to Johnson and Johnson. I think this is definitely a report we got to touch here. Q2 adjusted EPS at $2.80 beats the $2.62. Uh, sales at 25.53 beat the 24.63 billion estimate. They revised fiscal uh 23 adjusted EPS guidance to $10.70 and $10.80 versus the prior of 1060 and 1070. What do you J&J think here J&J on getting, John, J&J? and
1: j was getting a lift. I was like, I, I had to mark it what I said Because I looked at it and it was trading higher here about an hour ago. And now it's trading back down. So yeah. as much as you've got the underneath demand and tech and AI stories here, the J&J is defensive, 3% dividend. We got that talc issue that I was talking about from yesterday, which boots yeah. me. You know, again, you know, we don't know. Maybe the settlement's going to be fine. Johnson and Johnson saying this, you know, person who got eighteen million dollars in California from the talc is not going to settle. uh, It's not going to affect the overall settlement. But like me and Mitch were pointing out, you want to take two hundred grand? We just saw somebody get eighteen mil. I mean, that makes me think twice. So Mm -hmm. I think it does affect it. The stock was down three dollars on it yesterday. Bounced back because they buy the dip and everything. But I'm concerned about it now as well and i think the market was concerned about it yesterday rightfully so so i think there's now that underlying risk that hey this talcum powder issue may not just be going away as quickly as we thought it was going away a couple of months ago here so with that too it's not the kind of stock that's going to run in a risk on environment johnson johnson's risk off stock if you get a market that tech stocks start to roll over jj actually can move higher jj often i trade it against the S&P, you know, what does that mean? It means it's often moves the other way. It moves like against tech stocks. So one thing going forth this morning is that I'm actually surprised it's going weak here too, because tech is relatively weak. So you'd think, you know, I'm seeing like stocks like Pepsi and Coke and, you know, the defensive names going up here. So it's somewhat surprising that Johnson Johnson has one red, but not good news if you're bullish J&J, because one, you had a pretty good day for them to report. On a tech wreck day, and then two is you know I didn't look what was the numbers. Let's just go through them once again here, Mitch, because I was half listening on the numbers. I get I zone out two eighty two sixty two. Yeah, so they beat and beat, and the yeah. guidance was somewhat revised, but somewhat in there. So I mean, this report yeah, was it's fine. not
0: bad. It's a report is fine. It's just yeah. worries about more uh, lawsuits coming now.
1: I think so. I think that's That's going to weigh on it. It's more. I think that's
0: going to weigh on it. And and, and maybe it doesn't really affect the actual overall company, um, like market cap wise, but I think it will affect the sentiment towards the stock. And just that alone might get it, bring it back down. Right. I'm not, I'm not liking Johnson and Johnson here. And overall healthcare is really not the place that I'm looking at anymore. There's other areas that I'm looking at.
1: I don't see any reason to, you know, I don't see like, oh my gosh, let's jump in this. The AI story is there. Yeah, I'm not seeing it. All the stocks, if you look at what I have bought, and just for the exercise, let's go bring up my long-term portfolio right now, and I'll just read you the stocks that I've bought here over the course, and you can see what I've been doing. And obviously, I have a lot of cash. We know that. I still have a lot of cash. Cash ain't that bad, making 5.5% or 5%. It's not that bad. Like, I mean, it's not like zero like it used to be. But I just keep arguing. Why do I want to own Johnson and Johnson? I would sell my Johnson and Johnson and buy T-bills right now. Because why take market risk to try to pick up whatever you're risking? And then you got the talcum powder issue, and you have all that as well. If I'm buying stocks, and I have been buying stocks, it's almost always if I look at my transaction history, I'm just going to go through, you know, the long-term investments that I've recently bought here, and um, you know, and ones that I Ch- Generac, which is a value stock, we got that Generac or Microchip. I bought both of those. Those were Merck Chaikin plays. And Merck's been hot as hell. So I was like just kind of going with him. So I have both of those in the long-term portfolio. Um, I had a sauna in there. And then I just spooked out of it. I was like, I was only in there a few days. And I was like, ah, it doesn't really. It's 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 not, not profitable. So I'm yeah. like, I, I thought, you know, it's like the tech trade going. And this one, CEO buys a stock every single day. So I kind of <laughs> had it in the back of my mind. But then I talked myself out of it. So um, I, I put it in there for like two days. And I was like, I can't stomach Asana. Um, just continuing on here on the recent ones that I've bought. Here I bought this this new, and and, I, and my long term portfolio is in BMO Investor Line, and it changed the whole damn site. I can't even like figure out how to get my transactions up here. um I no IBM I sold, Disney I sold, so I had Disney for a little bit in there, and I sold it. I'm just looking, you know, that I had some sales in there. I'm trying to see which other ones that I bought though. So I got to go further back. How do I go further back? Oh, here it is. Last 30 days. We're going to go to current year now. Okay. So now I, I was only the last month. So I hadn't bought that much in the last month. But before that, I was buying, I bought some Micron in the long-term portfolio. I still have that. I bought, continuing down. Sorry. I, I should have been No, you're good. You're this. good, man. Salesforce.com was the one I bought before that. That was back in June 1st. Yeah. yeah, I bought June the 1st. I bought Salesforce.com at 211 um upwork i bought i had that in there for a bit remember we had the upwork
2: mm-hmm. and i've
1: sold out of that now so upwork was a good one though E U P W K. so i've already yep. sold that one i was in that for a couple of months um general motors i bought 3380 i bought general motors um back on may the 10th that's been a good one i've sold half of that one airbnb i still have i bought um may the 10th i bought it at $100 a hundred dollars a share or 110 Ooh. 110 that's been a really good one. It's 145. I'm but mad you can at see you the trend <laughs> here. Like a lot of these stocks are techy. A lot of them have something to do. Albert Merrill, ALB, I was talking about this one for a long time when it got under 200. I bought more at 184. Not a bad one, man. So that's 232. I bought Square at $61. You
0: still got that, that thing up.
1: No, I sold it. I where did I sell? I sold the square right before the run too. I finally got, you know, fed up with it. And it was a good trade. But I, good I didn't one. get this again. Take the first, you know, bite and don't leave the meat on the boat. Again, getting talked myself out of it from a valuation standpoint. The ones that have like the low PEs, I intend to hold those better. The ones that have the high PE's, I'm like, uh, I'm not nearly as good at those. So that's pretty much, you know, I you know, I'd bought some Oxy back. We go back. PXD I'd bought, which is an oil stock. But you know, so I'm kind of all over the place to a certain extent. But at the same time, and 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 the other one that well, I'm the other one I just bought. I haven't decided if it's going to be a day trader or not yet because I just put it in there. So I'm not going to talk about that one yet.
0: Uh, Manvic in the chat, there's plenty of places right now offering five percent. You don't need to only go to treasuries. Um, I even saw, I think, Robinhood. <laughs> Offering 5%, man. There's so many places to <laughs> get Robin has given right now. 5% now? Yeah, I think Robin has given 5%. I, Holy. I mean, come that's on. That's impressive. Seriously? Just just sit money in a brokerage account and make well, 5%. Well, I do that. I mean, why I have not? so
1: obviously, you know, interactive brokers. We know I traded interactive <laughs> brokers there. And I think last time I looked, it was 4.6%. So if I'm not, you know, some days I, I usually margin out, but if I'm not margined out, some days I get extra money on my, um, you know, on my holdings and it's extra cash. So I do that intentionally. I'm like, you know, I move the money over there and you just sit it there on in your interactive broker's account there, just collecting extra money. It's probably, it's funny because I post my returns every month um, and I it's holding me back a little bit on my returns because I've got, you know, I've put more money in there than I really need right now for trading. And it's because I'm getting that 4.6%. So I get it over there right away, even though I'm not always trading with it. So, and sometimes I do margin now, and sometimes I trade with it all. But a lot of nights I'm not using, I'm not really using as much of it. And it's actually affecting my overall performance because I've got it, you know, cooking, you know, whatever money I'm not using is 4.6%. You know, but a lot of nights I do use most of it though.
0: Crassy, given the numbers from both here, and I saw a lot of mentions in the chat. So I just want to correct there. It looks like Robinhood's 4.6, Weeble's doing the five.
1: Somebody said Robinhood's doing 5.5, weebles. So they're all doing it now. You know, yeah, you and exactly. And this is, you know, money moving over there. This um, is why uh, the regional good question banks on insurance is too. And a good question on insurance at these brokerages too, Mitch. I think you got to look and you got to read the fine print there. Um, in Canada, it's different than the U.S. I believe the, I believe your insurance is just over. I, I the last time I looked, I thought it was one million and ninety nine thousand dollars. So on a brokerage account that you're insured mm-hmm. for from, and, and this is Canada. I, I I thought somebody had said it was only like six hundred grand in the U.S. I'm not sure though because I'm Canadian. I'm fully in Canada. I'm with IBKR Canada, so um, so it's different. But I think it's like one point one million, if I'm not mistaken. So if you've got over that. There is a risk if Interactive Brokers goes down. I mean, but with IBKR trading at $81 a share, I'm not too worried about IBKR failing at the moment. If Um, we go into a financial crisis, you know, and IBKR goes down to 10 bucks, maybe I'll start thinking about that. But, you know, I'm not too worried about my brokerage failing at this point in time. Back to three months ago, you know, certain brokerages, we were worried about them a little bit more. Um, But, you know, that's just not the case right now.
0: Yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens. Robinhood has been moving. I agree, Bug. I think a lot of people are starting to underestimate Robinhood as it starts to go a little bit higher and keep climbing. They got a lot of accounts. Yeah. A lot of accounts. And I'm waiting we, for somebody I've said before to that come in and Robin take it, right?
1: Could could, you know, at a certain valuation, I'm not sure if it's at the valuation it's at now, but I've argued before that people were saying Robinhood's a zero. I've argued before, if this goes down to a certain price, you could have a big brokerage houses come out and scoop it up. Because they have a lot of accounts. That's a lot of information. That's a lot, you know, valuable to a lot of big brokerage houses. So I don't think Robinhood is a zero. Um, and, you know, it's coming back with everything else coming back. I don't know. a $13, you know, the valuation might still be a little bit stretched. The $85, you know, all-time high was just stupid. That was 2020 when everybody was just dumb. Um, $13, you know, when it got down to 6 bucks, 7 8 bucks, probably getting into maybe a little more value territory. But I don't think, has Robinhood ever really made money? this company go to that earnings do the same exercise here mitch and then we'll finish with that um, i'm just curious when you bring up the eps go to your no. Benzinga pro do that same you know and show us how you do that I mean, bring up the pro yeah, show because yeah, yeah. we have a lot of pro users in there show us exactly how you do that so all right so the easiest here, way
0: is uh, yep. just look up the ticker whatever you're looking at right look you're up, up the ticker right here. you're going to hit the calendar calendar then you're going to look at all the different things that you have you'll look at yep. earnings here and then yep. just look at the EPS right that's going to give you the easiest yeah, they've outlook. Never made money and you can see here in 2021 they, they made the the slightest bit oh they s- did the slightest bit there and then now since then they've just been on a little bit of a negative
1: burn in cash do they yeah. get back to profitability here well i mean the next quarter only losing two cents that's a good trend mm-hmm. so the trend i think i would say absolutely the trend is your friend here to a certain extent when you money Mitch i mean you're losing dollar exactly and and you know what's another thing that helps it dennis 14.
0: you know what helps it a what? bull market baby
1: it does because it gets people interested in the market <laughs> again does. what has hurt a lot of these retail brokers the most is the bear market of 2021 exactly. and of 2021 and 2022 it's been full bull in 2023 and that does help these companies so exactly. agree with you 100 money mitch
0: yeah man uh, when the cab drivers start talking about the market again that's probably when, when you want to be watching it's usually when you want
1: to sell. What kind of stock you like there, Money Mitch? <laughs>
0: hey, it's how it goes, guys. Hey, All right. Good
1: call on the laser yesterday, though. Laser, those hey. shirts with lasers hey. on them. Luminar. Dennis. You called Dennis. it out at 723 yesterday. That thing went up like 50 cents yesterday on seven dollar stock. So it was up seven or eight percent. Good call on that one, Mr. Money yeah. Mitch. Yeah, that,
0: that's why I'm swing trading it, man. Come on, you know me. Are you in it? Hell yeah, man.
1: <laughs> nice. money, nice. funny. That's yeah. Nice. I grabbed it yesterday. I, I, have it. This
0: guy. I, I, I have it. Uh, I'm looking good. I'm a little down on it. It's on the swing at least a little bit. later, um, yeah. but we'll see if this starts to take off. I had QS for a while too. That, that one did a really good move. Quantum scape. Um, we'll see if solid state batteries. It's still short lifting. squeeze season. Yeah carvana
1: well look carvana went red here It was up 58 59 this yeah i wanted to talk about carvana
0: um uh, but you know how it is we, we we try to get to everything here uh but carvana's huge squeeze yesterday oh um uh, man i mean t- I, eventually I, like he... I was
1: choking on it. i didn't even have any shares
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i think it could maybe come back and try to maybe uh to hit that low yesterday maybe 47 10 so just be careful out there Guys, that was a pretty fast move there um, and coming down already in the pre-market here. Um, Last kind of news to mention, I do want to kind of mention them at least. Um, Looks like regional banks are starting to get the lift. Fifth third, uh, Bancor, not bad earnings there. Discover missing on their earnings. Oh, we missed
1: Discover. This is a hellish quarter. And they had like something else in there about accounting issues. Remember Kramer, accounting issues equals sell. That's a good rule of thumb. You know, when you start hearing, you know, about accounting issues from like a long time ago, like, I don't know if this might be an overshoot on Discover, but this is your disaster stock of the day. I started watching this thing go down. It was 121, then it was 118, then it was 115. I was like, oh, that's a pretty good hit. Then it was 110, and I'm like, what is going on here? Now it's 105. I mean, this thing has just continued to leak here. It gave back its entire last 45 days of gains. Gone. Poof. One day. One day. Man, you got to think there's dip buyers in here, but I don't know what these, I haven't looked at the details on this accounting stuff, but obviously accounting issues and the all goes just sell first and ask questions later.
0: Yeah, this one seems to me like it has 100 written all over it. Is it going to happen now? No, but I think it's leaking back down towards monthly supports right below 100 we'll see what happens there on dfs last dimensions uh there is some mentions there with catalan so you can take a look at that elliot investment uh coming into there and for all the brave fans out there take a look at b a t r a that's the new spinoff here for the atlanta braves holding is that your team no not really my team dennis I'm who's more your of a team? Rays. I'm a, I'm a Tampa Rays fan.
1: You're the Rays. Tampa
0: Bay Rays fan. Um, I used to be a big Marlins fan, but they sold the team too much and then it made me a hater. Um, but we'll see what happens. The Atlanta, Atlanta Rays
1: publicly trade them
0: publicly so so
1: if they win you know the night before then you buy the stock they lose the night before then you short the stock is that how you trade these Um, things that's a joke
0: i'll tell you one thing though at least uh one thing to look at in that is that the braves do own their stadium which is a plus there's so many like teams that don't own their stadium so that's something to think about they do have um some land developments that are going on outside of the stadium that could in the long run increase the revenue here so look out for it. There's a reason why they split off from Liberty uh, Liberty Media Corporation is because they weren't going to be viewed as positive if they stayed there. So I'm going to keep an eye on this. This is a smaller name, of course, but we'll see what happens there. That's do it for us today here on Pre-Market Prep. Like always, you guys can keep up with Dennis Dick, Triple D Trader. I'm going to go ahead and uh, hop us to live trading now. Like always, Dennis, go do what you do best, my friend. We'll see Get you guys. to the trading action. All right, that's going to do it for me today, guys. Sorry about the camera issues. I'm going to try to get it fixed for live trading, but if not, I'll just keep it like this. You'll still get audio from me. I don't know what's going on with my Canon. I think it just is like the external battery that I use, Um, but I'll try to pull it out and get that ready for live trading. Come up next here. You guys will get live trading and then a little bit later today. Of course, don't miss me on Start Swing Trade. I've been doing pretty good in the swing trade life. Deer has been the best position for me as of late. We'll look to see if that can keep going. You know how good I'm doing on deer, guys? I think I'm up like over 35 points on deer now. Um, Where are we at? 37? Oh, 36 points. My bad. A little bit off there. Well, come find out about that deer position. Come find out about what positions I get into today on live trading. Of course, we got Lord Ryan and, and myself on that show. And I'll see you guys over in just a couple seconds.